You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! I did that, I realised I didn't have a microphone in front of me, so we've got a cast of thousands in here today. Going uh, well, are we? slow news day, <laughs> so I'm going to use that microphone you're using, and I'm giving this over to Ivan. No, just leave it there, so I'll just, I'll just start this. Uh, well, not my word. Uh, just on the, is, would this be uh, the eve of, uh, well, first of all, we've got michaelchristianmenswear.com. Thank you, Sam. Uh, now, don't work too blue early, because uh, we're... Trying to get through the nice new to year. be here, Sam. To the, thank, nice thank. to be anywhere at sixty-four. Yeah, thank you, Michael. Uh, we've got Richard Wilsoncroft from. Uh, now we've got a guest in from Georgia. Uh, yeah. Her name is Jenny, and oh. when I say you're the muff man, yes, she will probably think that's uh, yes, my prowess no, with women no, or something. Well, like. no, well, she will <laughs> think that that's probably um, disrespectful, and uh, it's. Particularly to her because you know yep. muff has a. It does have another meaning. It's it? an acronym. You're right. Because you can pronounce it. It's yes. A an acronym is a word you can pronounce. Correct. Uh, it's the Melbourne Underground Film Festival. Indeed. So we call uh, Dick here. <laughs> Dick the Muff Man. Wilson Croft, yes. the Muff Man. Now you can make <laughs> you can make a whole lot of lines about that. But Dick is the Muff Man. Yes. And uh, long may it last. Uh, so... So he's in. And we've got Ivan here who uh, is um, – uh, I'll, I'll give you the microphone in a minute, Ivan, but I'm just doing the preamble. Ivan is from the mines and he's just back from the Middle East. Uh, just uh, – Keeping peace? Uh, well, keeping uh, peace. Um, uh, that's, uh, Hasn't been doing too well, obviously. No. Uh, he said um, – and this does uh, the, when when they attacked Pearl Harbor, that famous line. And uh, who who was the president when they attacked Pearl Harbor? Um, that's right. On this day, December 7, 1941, the Empire of Japan made a ruthless attack in our position at Pearl Harbor. But we of the great democratic forces shall unite to repel them for all time. I hate war. My wife Eleanor, she hates war. Even our son Jimmy likes his peace. <laughs> uh, that's how I made the last bit up. Uh, so uh, Ivan likes his piece and he was over with the bride over there while rockets were going over from Jordan and Hezbollah and anything else that uh, was basically in the war zone there. So Ivan's here and we've got... <clears throat> now wait for this. Uh, of all the criticisms, of, well, I get plenty of criticisms, uh, one person wrote in uh, or texted in or what, what do they do, Sue, when they come in? They come in on the... What, what's the platform? The socials. In social the social yeah. platform. And I, I trawl through some of them uh, just to see how much slagging I get. And they said, um, could you stop saying um, Sue Stanley OAM? The man said OAM. Could you stop saying... Could you be bothered to type that? What, what <laughs> would annoy someone about me saying that you're OAM? You're probably, you're probably very annoying to him. So he's had to well, express it. So he's got a voice, and he's allowed to express it. Well, let me assure you, OAM, you will be—that's uh, <laughs> who will be referring to you as. It's like it's like putting a red flag to a bull, isn't it? <laughs> oh, right in about something else besides saying. Why do you keep saying OAM? Well, because uh, 
It's true. That's, that's, that's her initials. Uh, Sue is our second OAM in the building. We do have someone in here that's an OAM as well. Yeah, oh. yeah um, um, you've just got to speak. Uh, yeah, I'm getting to that. Over here? Yeah. I'm getting to that, uh, Ivan. Shit, do it. Uh, I've already mentioned. I've already mentioned the person that's in, not there with him, but sitting next to him, uh, Jenny from Georgia. Did I say that? You yes, did. You did. Yeah, and um, we've got a, a very, very eminent person over there. Is you? Is, you, is he an OA? We'll get him over in a minute. In fact, come over here now. This is Peter Wright. Peter Wright is a world champion squash player, and is the president of squash in the universe. And one more bloody titles and things. Come and sit over here, Peter. I know this is a bit disjointed. I'll put the chair there purposely. There's another one coming. This is musical chairs here today. Speaking of the microphone. You can't be serious. Ivan's on it. Ivan's taken it. Don't sit there, Peter. Stand up. Go on, Sue, speak. Well, you're on the microphone. OAM, OAM. She's been going well now, today, to, to isn't it? Now, to listeners at home who don't know what OAM is, maybe we can enlighten them. You know, well, go and be, Google it. It's they should Google it. <laughs> no, it's an order of Australia, so oh, recognition, oh, recognition. How does one go about getting that? Sport, uh, you just get nominated, goes oh, to obviously. It takes about two years to get, so it's not something. Should we start, a, you know, for Sam to get an OAM? Yeah, no. Well, no, we'll no shut up, Richard. Dick. Now, so this is Peter Wright, and uh, I'm introducing him because he is not only a star squash, was a star squash player and has more titles, and is an, is he an OAM or an AO? No, OAM. OAM, so there's two of them together. So we've got Sue Stanley OAM, if the bloke's listening, and we've got Peter Wright OAM. So write in and say, why are we saying Peter Wright's an OAM? We've got two of them. Now, besides being an, a star at what he used to do, Peter Wright, I thought you might be interested in this, Mick, that uh, he is a guide at the MCG. He takes oh, right. tourists around that come from all over the planet and are fascinated by one of the great stadiums in the world. I think that's not, an, uh, uh, not too much, too much hyper hyperbole to say it's one of the great stadiums in the world. And I want to ask you, Peter, welcome for a start to You Cannot Be Serious. But um, people come from all over the world. Who are the biggest group, what nationality are the biggest group of people that you take and how many do you take and how often do you take them and what are they fascinated by, Peter Wright? <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Well, you know, guiding at the MCG is a real pleasure. And the part is that people that are interested in one sport and two, the ground, it's iconic. Like, I was there working the day before Christmas Day um, on um, Sunday morning. We had 300 people in the morning there, and I would have thought that two-thirds were international visitors. It's amazing the amount of people that come to Melbourne and just want to go to the MCG. Mainly cricket devotees, Indians and Pakistanis and the people who play cricket, or just generally people from, I know, Jenny from Georgia, who is, uh, I think, an Australian but is now domiciled in Georgia. Not sure that many people come from America and have heard of the MCG for one reason or another or not. Oh, not many, but there were. We had uh, four people from Texas there on Sunday morning. The biggest numbers, though, to come to Melbourne, because they come in invariably in groups, are Indians. They are by far the biggest groups. And we, we have them something like uh, two Christmases ago, they said to me, oh, can you do a Christmas Eve thing? We've got a couple of big groups that I went along. 
and there were 200 Indian women. Now, could you believe that? Normally, women are not even interested in cricket, but they wanted to come to the MCG. And I suppose by, by just by inference or by connection or indirectly, the tenuous hook would be the fact that um, they loved cricket and they loved Shane Warne and Shane Warne was synonymous with that ground and his name's on it and there's a memorial, uh, a, a hologram memorial to him there and I suppose they're fascinated by Shane and the general story of Australian cricket. Oh yes Sam, well Lee was held so high esteemly, you know, by people around the world. Um, Shane Warner when he done that hologram was absolutely fantastic but unfortunately with his passing now everyone wants to go and see that. You know, it's just a memory of shame. And it, when you go and see it you know yourself, it's just like he's standing there in front of you. It's just amazing. You took us along, I said, uh, you said to me, uh, I was having a coffee with you and you said, do you want a tour of the MCG? I said, pretty right for that, Peter. I've been to the MCG. I've played <laughs> football there for 18 years. He said, I'm a member and all that. And he said, yes, good on you, Sam. Um, why don't you come and have a look and educate yourself and have a look at the museum? It's pretty right for cricket museums. He said, come and have a look at the Shane Warne uh, hologram. So we went in there and we got a book, a little, th oh, not book, but you reserve a little space for 10 minutes or so for the theatre and it was absolutely fantastic. It looked like he was walking Walking out, looked like you could walk over and shake hands with him and he addressed it. So uh, I was only just tongue-in-cheek saying I'd been to the MCG, but that was just worth going on its own. What now, so, so now We've quickly... We've got a few uh, pictures of Don Scott here if you want to blue tag them on the wall. <laughs> yeah, I'm We've sure that'd no be appropriate. Anymore, have we? <laughs> Uh, now, Mick, you've come over from Tasmania. What is, the where's the Ayatollah? She's domiciled still back... In she's hiding. She's hiding. She, I was going, wanting to bring her in, and uh, this morning she uh, she hit on me. So, but uh, no, we came over on the old tea jet, Sammy, because uh, we normally come over on the on the boat, but we don't want to do that anymore. We're a little bit uh, sceptical of those electric cars underneath us. If one catches fire, well, mm, Guy Fawkes Day is going to come early, isn't it? And it uh, you have to be a dock at Geelong, and then you've got to get drive your oh. car up from Geelong. Well, it takes me a whole full tank of petrol to get from Launceston and home again. Oh, well, look, look, leave a receipt here, mate. We'll, we can have a whip round here. Um, Jenny from Georgia, uh, like our dollars worth, it was about 800 of them to one of their dollars, so yep. she, she's got a spare American dollar that'll last you through till the middle of the year. <laughs> Uh, so, all right, so you now this is... The, now, Michael Christian, of course, is responsible for the very, very uh, sought-after memorabilia that we have, the Smart as Sam stuff, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, we had the signature uh, caps and additions when Don was here. Uh, Don is not here, in case you've noticed that Don's not here. Uh, well. And you provide us with all the shout-outs. Uh, we've, we've, we've sort of been in contact with Don, haven't we, uh, OAM? We have. You wished him happy birthday on his birthday, which was last no, Wednesday? No, I actually didn't. Oh, you I, didn't? No, on his birthday I wished him happy Christmas. Serious? Just so he wouldn't say, oh, why did you wish me happy birthday? Everyone has a birthday. I said, well, as a matter of fact, I didn't wish you happy birthday. If you read the text, I said happy Christmas. Make merry. Yeah, make merry. So Did he, did he return it on Friday? Your happy yes, birthday to you? Yes, he did. He did. He was forced into it by Phoebe. I think they're an item. Uh, Fiona, I think Phoebe and Don are an item. She was going down That'll for uh, 
uh, Christmas lunch and I think they're seeing the new year in together. I'm not sure in what capacity, but they are as thick as thieves down there. They were spotted together, I think, going out for lunch or something together down there, I believe. You you know, I I don't know why the press don't get onto that. Well, yes. They got (laughs) onto the fact that you and I were going out. They may be just friends. Further from the truth. Why why don't they get onto Don and Fiona Byrne, the gossip columnist and the... uh, the Gringe. Because you, you retaliate. The Gringe. What? <laughs> you retaliate. Oh, well, geez. Throw something at you, you retaliate. Phoebe and Don. So we're talking about being born in December. The Australian Bureau of Statistics has released some figures. And you are more likely to live to 100 being born in Australia if you were born in the month of December. Did you and know that? You, and, and so uh, when, uh, when you're 102 and Don's 100 and you're near, you know... Be so I'll right. take that on advisement, Mick. But yes, what, how, do, how do they quantify that? Is that the outlier theory, if, or is that if, what is that? Well, when you go, you just come in with that fact and have no idea why. No, it's not bullshit. <laughs> no, I didn't say it's no. bullshit. Why? Why do they say that? Because on statistics, that if you were born in December in Australia, you are more likely to live to a hundred than any other month. Because you are, because uh, you are obviously at the end of the calendar year. And uh, you roll over into, and you get a year's grace, I presume. Well, Dick, I what do you reckon? I think that could be the way it goes, Sam. It's got something to do with the fact that, you know, your birthday and Christmas is at the same time. It's almost one celebration. Yeah. Do you have two celebrations or, or do you kind of put them together? I, th- I always thought people born very close to Christmas would... Uh, What's that got to do with living like, living to 100? I don't know, maybe it's stressful for people to have birthdays and Christmas. If you just have one, there's less stress and that gives you the extra 20 years. That's just a theory, of course. Might be a lot more birthdays in December because it gets cold. In March. It's a bit far fetched. People roll you over a lot more, don't that they? That is true as well. No, we're now starting to warm up <laughs> no. now, Mick. Yeah, no, Mick, I'm not sure if you've heard Mick before, <laughs> Peter. Peter Wright, who is a OAM, and Mick can Mick can. I got work, thrown off Benny's show up. Mick can work blue yeah. every now and again, and we got to keep him tethered down, or else sometimes. I was so. up in Sydney for the. Um, Steady, uh, Mick. I took the uh, Ayatollah up for our 37th wedding anniversary up yeah. in Sydney and uh, Benny got me on the show up there. And Dr Ben Fordham? Dr Ben Fordham, yes. What, you yes, muscled so your way yes. in there, did you? Jesus, <laughs> Ivan will be a bit uh, pissed off. He was off. a bit pissed off, yeah. Get my elbows out. Yeah, and no, my Ivan, if you're going to speak, stayed, mate. We, go stayed in, we stayed in Bondi, Sam, at the QT Hotel. It was really good. The anniversary, QT? The QT Hotel. We, now, didn't, Peter, we didn't see daylight for days, uh, Mrs. and I. Uh, Mick, um, we even ate like rabbits too, Sam. Raining, was it? What, alfalfa and sprouts? <laughs> what? <laughs> you idiot. Uh, uh, Richard, now, um, yes. I, I did say to you last week, does anyone ever listen to you, this and do they ask you to shout out to them, give you cheerios, or your friends couldn't give us stuff? No, no, they, they listen in. <coughs> well, who said, uh, gee, me, uh, uh, Richard, give us a shout out, anyone? Yeah, Damien Richardson, uh, I'd like to do a shout out to, who's uh, an independent actor, um, film oh. community uh, person. Uh, he was at the Melbourne Underground Film Festival this year, and he's also somebody else who's kind of active in um, politics and stuff, and used to be on Neighbours, um, so I'd like to shout out to Mr Damien. Damien Richardson. Uh, Damien Richardson. You sent me a thing on the text about... Uh, what did you send me? You said that... What, what Michael Gray Griffith, I sent you something on. Yeah, that's week. right. Yeah, yeah. And I thought he was coming in because it sounded like it said, see you, see you tomorrow. This was yesterday. But that you that was you speaking. Yes, that was it? me speaking. But I'm happy to bring him in sometime. Oh, you know, what's he, what would he come in for? 
Well, he could talk about all kinds of things. You know, he's been travelling around Australia, uh, you know, interviewing people about, you know, the lockdowns and how it hurt people and, um, you know, stuff like that. You know, uh, he's kind of a documenter of this period in Australian politics and history. Now, Peter... Uh, if you why, haven't got why, any shout-outs, just make them up. Okay. Now, Peter, why is um, uh, Jenny from Georgia here? She's a friend of you and your wife, is she? Or what, is she house guest or what's she doing? I think you're mixed up, Sam. It's Christian, Mr. Christian's friend. Not is that your oh, friend? Sorry, yes, <laughs> Jennifer. Um, I'm so sorry. Um, 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 I beg your pardon, Mick. This is uh, this is a little more uh, fraught with danger. This next question. I thought it was uh, Peter's brought uh, Jenny from Georgia. Why have you brought Jenny from Georgia in, Mick? Because Jennifer the Ayatollah wrapped up back in Tassie. <laughs> hey? um, no, Jennifer's a. Um, Bought a fair bit of merchandise from us. We're sending it over to America. And, Have uh, we? She asked, could uh, she meet the, the, the uh, famous... Principals. The famous Don Scott. And Don, Don's, we can't... I know, I can't find him. And uh, so I said, will Sam do? And she said, terrific, I'll come and sit on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you know? Why is she in Georgia? Seeing as she's 10 feet away and we can't get a microphone to her. Why is she in Georgia? Do you know anything about her? No idea, Sam. Sorry. So she just rang you up and said, yeah. can I come in? Yeah, I just talked to everybody. Well, that's all right. That's what I did two years ago. Mm. No, but how did you get to speak to her? Did she ring you up, Mick? Um, no, just by email, I think, wasn't it? Uh, oh, email, I see, yeah. Just by email, yeah. I get lots of emails. I get lots of... Well, what we, what we normally do, as you can tell, we're light yep. on content. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're light on content, but we, we've... Um, what, what I was going to do is... We pride ourselves because uh, we stroke ourselves more. That we we lead the we lead the field. We are ahead of the curve in most of the things that we mention. Uh, we we started I cook. We started the I cook food saga mm -hmm. uh, th years ago, and um, which it is a disgrace that he was put out of business by the state government, who uh, wrapped him up through dishonesty and corruption. Yes, we've mentioned plenty of times about the COVID fiasco that they crippled this state we were the leading state in the world you know, to knuckle down and bludgeon our population into uh, submission getting down on one knee for the covid stuff that was none of us proved we we did i don't want anyone to have to agree with this if they don't but we said the futility of the welcome to country we are all for australia we are all one people we embrace the culture indigenous and otherwise but why we have to uh, uh, why we have to be welcome to the country we live in when we've been here longer than any of the people welcoming us has got me stuffed and um, we'll find that that is starting to gain uh, some uh, momentum. A lot of places are now stopping doing it or just paying scant regard to it because it's not disrespectful, it's just divisive. And why, why is it only some airlines do that, not all? Because I travelled back to Australia on a couple of different airlines and yes, I, I asked the question to the hosties. Yes. When do I hosties. get my... Yep. In-flight attendants. In, sorry, uh, in-flight attendants. I'll tell you why, because they're so shit scared of being identified by the activists and a, a campaign rounded up uh, to put them out of business and stop advertising and uh, they just will not stick up for the for their, their own particular... Uh, it is ridiculous that uh, 
you have to say we're now landing in some sort of country no one's ever heard of. It's just, and it's not disrespectful at all. It's not disrespectful, it's just nonsense. It just makes, it divides you even more. And this is why we did the yes, no, we were instrumental. We, them, we, we reckon in yep. having the no vote get up. I've hidden those pyjamas, don't you worry. Uh, elect what? I've hidden those pyjamas, Sammy. Um, I got a um, I got a card in the mail. You were talking about this last week. And when I opened it up, it was a Christmas card. And it said, inside it said, Happy Non-Denominational Festive Season. Ah, Merry Christmas. How good is that? Was yep. that from our government? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. But the, was that, that tongue-in-cheek? No, I'm just you, saying. That that's you, right. You we'll have a merry, make merry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why in... Um, this Judeo Christian society, which we embrace every culture and every religion yeah. around the world. I don't know why we have to uh, feel embarrassed to say Happy Christmas, but we do. Uh, or use pronouns that are completely irrelevant uh, to anyone else who's not part of the minus 1% of people in the world who uh, prefer them. Uh, it's not disrespectful, it's just uh, having to change your language and attitude to placate people that have got some other. Agenda going on. Uh, so, so. Obviously. I was down at the fish and chip shop last night, Sam, in Mentone. And, uh, uh, this fella came in and. Um, yeah, no, no, there's no gag in this, don't worry. There's no, there's no left. He went up to the counter and he said, I'll have a piece of flake, he said, two potato cakes, one dim sim, and half a minimum chips. Half a minimum chips, yes. yep. Can you believe that? No, that's tautology, isn't it? Half of minimum chips. Half a minimum chip. I, I, I was, might have been, I was at the fish and chip shop um, just before Christmas oh, no, and this the, bloke walked not, up, not, what? Not the pepper and salt one. Again. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's on high rotation, that's fucking a joke. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Well, it was for yeah. Jenny from just Georgia. Case you've got suffering Jenny from, from Georgia mightn't have heard it. Yeah, well. Oh, she's suffering from dementia, <laughs> most like most people, and you can tell it as many times as you fucking So he walked up and the bloke said, yep. Yep. Go on. Yeah, yeah. Number 48, and the bloke walked up, and he's ready to wrap it up. He said, um, the guy said, would you have any salt? Uh, and the proprietor put his hand in his left-hand pocket and pulled out a little handful of salt and sprinkled it over it, and he said, good, thanks. He said, you got any pepper? And he put the proprietor with his hand in his right-hand pocket and uh, sprinkled some pepper over it. And the bloke standing behind him in the line said, for Christ's sake, don't ask him for vinegar. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, yeah, better so. hit the applause button, Sammy. I think. <laughs> <laughs> we have, it's raining. I'm, it's raining. I'm not sure. Yeah, we've we've got, got a whole yeah, lot right. of uh, things here. No, that. <laughs> that's it. It's a green one. Uh, so we 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 think the electric vehicle uh, hoax is bullshit. We, that's what no, I think. Well, you know. Go my, ahead. You know, my daughter reads the news on Channel Ten. For no, I tweet, didn't. Didn't you? No. I don't yes. know what you usually listen to, but anyway, anyway, she does it for Queensland, but she came home one night, she said, Dad, this, um, have a look at this. Uh, there are fairies in, I think she said, Norway who fairies. have... Fairies? There's lots of fairies in Norway, <laughs> I can tell you. you want to get up Fairies, F-E-R-R-Y-S. Fairies, fairies, boats, ships. Yep, that's it. Who have banned electric vehicles on the ships. Yep. Because of fires. Because they can't put them out. 
Mm. And also, they require so many rare minerals when they're made, these things, that they're actually bad for the environment. But the mm. thing, and they've got to get, like, children in Africa to mine these things. <laughs> so this is all happening in the environment, apparently. And also, when you plug them in, where are you getting the power from? A coal-fired power yeah. station, Sam. Peter Wright, a OAM, he's got an electric vehicle, so he's looking... No, no, he's not. No, no, we, 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 it's good on you, but gee whiz, uh, climate, the climate. What about the climate? We, uh, we've, we've pushing back on the nonsense about the climate. How we would possibly be responsible for the greenhouse gases going through the roof is good beyond me. I can't even get the climate right from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and you're going to tell me it's going to be what two degrees. I what? think this Christmas it was light in 50 rain. years' time. Tonight you could put the heater on. So, you know, I think we could do with a little bit of climate. Well, we don't need the heater on in our place. We don't. Uh, well, there we <laughs> so. Uh, we, uh, we spoke about... This is the other things we spoke about. Um, we got rid of the woman who was camping on Beaconsfield Parade, uh, campaigned for two years to get her off the street there. We feel sorry for her and we hope that she's... She might uh, just be on holidays. She might be camping on Ackland Street. She might street. be in Bali. Yeah, no... <laughs> No, she's gone. And uh, how ridiculous that that was. We uh, make no apology for the fact that um, uh, transport is going to ruin sport. Uh, transport is OK if you don't want to win medals or get scholarships or try and take trophies off uh, biological women. But oh. if you want to uh, pretend you're a woman because uh, you're a man and win all the events, uh, why people put up with that? And the best way to do it is just people to boycott it, not turn up. Talking about uh, trans, Sammy, I was at the... Channel 10 Christmas party down in Hobart and <clears throat> I saw the waitress and I thought, oh gee, she's a big girl. And um, when she turned around, she had a dress on and turned around and she had a beard and half a development of breasts. I couldn't believe it. I got a so she's a trans waitress? Yes. But a trans but, waitress. But, uh, but Mick, if we could just... A beard though. No, but know. Mick. Yeah. yeah. If that's the way she wants to roll, that's fine. If she doesn't, if she wants to play sport against women, biological women, that is what we're up at. If you want to have a beard and breasts and be reasonably big and wear a dress or whatever, that's fine. Do whatever you want. But don't be arrogant or pompous enough to, in, to insert yourself into um, non, your non-gender sport. That is just ridiculous. And yeah. how anyone doesn't have that opinion is beyond me. Uh, they said testicular cancer, uh, testicular injury has, um, testicular injuries have risen exponentially since 2020 in women's sport. Incredible, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Whoever would have guessed. Whoever would have guessed. Um, uh, and um, uh, I thought we were supposed to be flying around in flying cars, travelling to Mars, but we're arguing over, you know, transgenders. <laughs> Anyhow, now you might you might remember last week. Um, you, might, you probably no one will remember this because they didn't listen to it. But we interviewed Peter Bartels, who was a great cyclist and in different sports to you, Peter and Sue, but a great friend of Sue's. And uh, Peter Bartels ran Fosters and wanted to Fosterise the world and Carton United Breweries and IXL and knew all the Formula One people. It was an absolute star. And the only question I didn't ask him, which uh, I was alerted to after the interview was he was offered, he and uh, his offsider, John Elliott, 
were offered to go into partnership with Bill Gates when he founded or... Not the bloke who named the Bee Gees. No, that's right. Not quite correct. Bill Gates from Microsoft, they wanted to know if um, Peter Bartels wanted to invest in it and uh, he came back and said, I'm told this, uh, Peter might refute this, but I think this is right. And John Elliott said, ah, pig's ass, I don't know exactly. that's going to be any good. And uh, uh, they said, had they just uh, dipped a toe in the water, they'd be worth $20 billion. Uh, This is just for a share of it. <laughs> $20 billion today. Um, so um, uh, that's the one question I didn't ask him, uh, but I didn't know about it. But he I used to live down here, John Elliott, for a while there, and I used to go for a walk in the morning, and I'd often see his, his whole wardrobe out in the front, uh, front garden. Yes, that's right. Yeah. His, uh, his wife, very charming woman, his wife. Um, mm. uh, uh, what's her name? Well, she oh, didn't fold it. She just threw it. I think. No, that's so. right. Because he, he, he this, oh, well, we interviewed him here one day, and he, Jack, yeah, he's good. Uh, he's, he's, he's good. what's John Elliott's wife? Amanda. Amanda, part of the, yeah, VRC, and she was him. Uh, she got home from a shopping trip one day, just been into the city, and uh, there's a for sale uh, sign on the house. <laughs> He'd sold the house under her. and uh, that she got the brace and bits and threw his all his possessions out onto the nature strip. Um, that's, I don't think that's apocryphal. I think that's true. <laughs> Sammy, I was reading in one of the American papers about the last bloke who went to the electric chair. And for his last meal before they sizzled him, he ordered uh, 21 pieces of KFC chicken, two chicken burgers, 12 fried prawns, two large French fries and a Diet Coke. <laughs> He's watching his weight. Go into the f- <laughs> fucking electric chair and you're watching your weight with washing it down with he a diet coat. He didn't did he yeah. on it all? He did. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, Peter, I want to ask you this. Uh, and uh, you have something ready to talk about, please, Sir William Muffman, in a yes. minute. Uh, um, Do you want some so more? In Cal- no, shut up. In California. Uh, in California, Jenny from Georgia. Uh, well, I know Georgia's not in California, but... Um, Gavin Newsom, who's going to be the next President of the United States, well, he's going to run against Trump, there's no doubt of that. Um, um, they are turning... I'm asking, if someone offered you a glass, of a bottle of water, and, they, and you said, that's very nice tasting, and they said, that's good, we've treated that, that's sewage, and uh, we've managed to uh, uh, treat the sewage from the sewage plant, and we're now making um, drinking water out of it. Would you drink a bottle of water made out of sewage? Even if they said it's absolutely pristine, would you? Why not, Sam? Oh, that's that's well. That's a very good question, Peter. It's the thought that you're drinking someone else's effluent, no matter how what they've done to it. Would you think that that's a uh, think that's a marketing a good marketing tool? Absolutely. Would you drink? Uh, would, would right. You? I want to live. I need to drink. What does it matter? Well. Well, maybe you could make water out of, uh, the, the, of salt water or desalinated or out of rivers or streams or yeah, purified. Pre- Why would you have to make it out of sewage? I don't think it matters what it's made out of, Sam, as long as it's purified. That's the voice of reason. See, this is why he's an OAM. Uh, I, I'm saying, would you like... Uh, when you get the bottle and it's glistening there with the condensation, it's a hot day, and you read the back of it, it says no carbon, no this, no this, made out of 100% sewage. Would you think, holy, 
Well, you, that wouldn't put you off. Oh, I think it would, Sam. Yep, absolutely. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, particularly if you have a nice bottle of Fiji Spring there, and you've got the toilet water. That's, that's right. The Oda Toilet, yeah. hence the name. Yeah, I know a bloke who was. <laughs> I know a bloke who was splashing out a toilet on his face, and he fractured his skull. The seat fell down on the back of his head. Um, now, um, so uh, now, Dick, yes. what has been happening in the muff world? Well, well lots of things have been happening. Um, Kevin Spacey appeared on the Tucker Carlson show. Did you see that? No, I did Very not. Strange. Did he get into him or not? He appeared um, as the character he plays from uh, yeah. House of Cards, yeah. the ex-president, yep. and it was kind of like a mock interview. Um, Kevin Spacey, I'm sure you were aware, was involved in yeah. some sex scandals. Um, That's right. Involving... Um, Touching well, up people say, at bars. Young, yeah. younger men and, uh, and some teenage men or boys. And uh, it was a very strange situation. He was linked to Jeffrey Epstein yeah. and flying around on jets with Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Clinton. This is all on record and stuff. And uh, for whatever reason, uh, a couple of the uh, people who are accusing him are no longer with us. They've joined the Heavenly Choir. And a couple others have withdrawn the accusations. And um, so, you know, whatever, it's sort of gone away. He's been redeemed He's a been bit. Redeemed. Redemption. But, uh, you know, it's hard to tell whether he, he may well be innocent, because you can never tell on these things. But he did this mock interview with Tucker Carlson where he uh, performed as, um, I think it's the character's name is President Underwood or something yep. like that. And... Um, he, you know, made out like he would possibly end the race and he could sort of critique the parties and it was sort of a mock interview and he's actually released a couple of Christmas videos the past couple of years. One where he was holding a kind of um, something about Prince Andrew, a kind of glass yes. with the coat of arms of Prince Andrew on it. And he just, it's very strange. I'm not entirely sure what kind of secret message he's trying to transport to so people. So Tucker Carlson, who got sacked from uh, Fox. Fox News, uh, he's... Uh, He's interviewed some uh, very interesting people, and he uh, he, uh, yeah. he interviewed um, uh, interviewed um, uh, the man who uh, WikiLeaks uh, Assange. What's his name? Julian Assange. Julian Assange said it was a disgrace that he was in jail. And it is a disgrace, you know. I think why why is he in prison? And you know, it's like when these leaks happen, you know, like this leak that happened in New Zealand recently. There was a leak of information about you know COVID. But why does no one actually want to actually examine the leak? They want to say, oh, it's terrible, this leak has happened. Hang on a minute, what, what's being leaked? Because usually when something is leaked, it's information that the public need to know. You know what I mean? And that's why people are keeping it secret. Well, look, talking about 4711, Sammy. Do you remember the old 4711? Yes, the eau de toilette. It was just the companion to Old Spice. I better run this joke past you first, I think. Run there by the senses. Yeah, yeah no, I, I would run personally, Mick. Okay. Um, Might well, be a little over the top. Um, Peter, um, is there anything else you'd like to <laughs> you say? Yeah. You're sorry you've been part of all this, probably, are you? No. What no, are you doing? I'm quite happy, Sam. Yeah, are you? Very enjoyable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sort of great content, isn't it? <laughs> no. There's not great content today. <laughs> not great content <laughs> today. Um, we, we weren't quite sure if we were going to do this again today, but we thought on we tell everyone how good we are and how many predictions we've made, and we've set the scene for people to uh, the agenda. We reckon we've done that, anyhow. I think, uh, I think you have, Sam. Yeah. What are you doing on it's New Year's Eve? Uh, hold anything? Yes, uh, I could be attending a party. Um, oh. A friend of Frank Housen, 
Ireland's. Um, I Your parties are a little, uh, they get a little... Uh, well, they're not the, that kind of party. Off the wall, they do. They I, have in the I past. could invite you to this one. It's put on by... Hellfire Club or not? not it's not Hellfire, no. no. Not the Hellfire this year. It's uh, put on by uh, Carl Howell, who runs Advanced Hair, yeah, yeah. He has a good uh, party at his place. Obviously, I won't say where it is because it's a private party, but yeah. uh, he's got a big mansion and he, he puts on a band. It's very Escoff Fitzgerald um, and everything. Yeah, and, yeah. and if anyone on this show would like an invite, I'll, I'll speak to Frank. I'm sure it can be arranged. What, anyone on the show would like to go oh, to Frank Frank's place? Anyone here in oh, the room. I can't oh, invite oh, the audience because there'll be a hundred people turning up. Tony I'll, Lockett be going? Tony Lockett, I'm not sure. Well, he is, didn't, he, they didn't had the he girls advertised from the, advanced hair, yeah, yeah? Yeah, maybe he'll be there. And they have the girls from, what's the name of that show? Um, uh, it was like a Housewives show. For famous Australia's Housewives. Yeah. They're often there every year. So Real I mean, Housewives of Real Housewives Melbourne of Australia, or yeah. The, yeah, the Gina Garano, that one. Melbourne. Yeah, 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 Melbourne. Well, that'd get us there, wouldn't it, too? <laughs> Peter and I will be first there in the cab there to go well, and watch the Real about Housewives of Australia or whatever it is. Mick, you'll, you'll be there a week early. Oh, <laughs> Won't you bring the Ayatollah? She, is she a Real Housewife of Australia? Too right, yeah, no. She'd um, um, she really be interested, yeah. I'd, that's true. Right, I well, look. Yep. Um, we're just doing final just shout outs this and then, and then we're going to have a break and we're going to work out could we get another segment out of this uh, so, so, so first of all now last week Mick I forgot to mention did I not mention Michael Thompson from Hickory or did I you sent me a thing and no I you said, did mention that one did I yeah you got Alzheimer's again hmm. maybe you can that's tell the fish Stanley and chip OAM again. if you're listening you moron the man who said um I'm, I've got a I, I apologise to you last week. I said I'm sorry we didn't mention your shout outs. I thought Mick Thompson was right. one of them. Who are the ones I you didn't did mention? Yes. No, all right. Uh, Dr. Ben, we're, we're sending him, we send him everyone, Dr. Ben Fordham, MD. Uh, Lord Fordham, he's away on furlough with Jody and the Nippers. Yep. Um, oh, well done. What's her name? Elaine. Elaine from Werribee. She, where did she, she sprung us at the crown. What did she? Ah, oh, yeah, out for dinner, weren't you? You were yeah, someone out, out for dinner. dinner. Yeah, and I happened to run into Sue, because we're not going out together, incidentally, in case anyone knows. And I ran into Sue in the corridor at the crown, and I said, there's a woman over here, uh, she brought her over and she said, hello. Oh, no, she didn't. No, she, I made that up. She didn't speak like that. She was a lovely woman. She said, hello, I'm Elaine from Werribee and I, I listen to the podcast and I'd like uh, you to say hello to me. No, no, she didn't say that. I said, I'll say hello to you, Elaine. And I then said to Sue, who'd moved on with the group of people she is with, I said, thanks very much, Sue, for bringing her over. And, uh, and I said, could you write that down? And if I see you again before the podcast, yeah, you can uh, rem remind me that Elaine... And she just that's has reminded me. Yeah, so that was it. So that's Elaine from Werribee. And what about the other five guys that were just, oh, <laughs> just feral? That, as soon as one person comes over to him, it's like this. It's like a magnet, isn't it? It's like like a flies around fly the, in the light. Like a porch light at 3am in the morning. <laughs> no, these very, very pleasant men, they, they were experienced men and I, I think they were... They were uh, they were tradies. Yeah, I think that's a very pleasant way of saying it. They were as rough as passion <laughs> underwear, and um, and a very nice man. They said, "Come here, come here, how are you? How are they hanging?" And 
And I said, thank you, sir. Uh, it was like, ah, photo. It's pretty hard to say you, no. you can't have a photo when they grab you by the arm and say, put in they give you in a headlock. And I said, ah. And, uh, and so the whole I, restaurant's looking I, at I you. Moved, and yeah. I moved out under the uh, general meeting area, rag bagged and shagged I was, I had my fucking coat hanging off I feel like I'd been violated digitally raped That's but, it. Had but not photographs and everything I know a very nice man and they yes. said hello and then uh, someone must have got on to the fact that they thought there was a celebrity there mistaking the celebrity for me or me for the celebrity and we had uh, people of all different genders and societies and nationalities come and say, hello, can I have a photo? I said, you don't even know who I am. I said, no, oh, but he, he, you Harrison must be somebody. Had, hey, and I said, yeah, oh, you, so they took a photo, you, you must be someone. I said, I'm someone, but not who you think I am. They said, oh, well, give us a photo anyhow. I don't know why I'm speaking like that. Um, uh, but that, that was generally what it was. Yeah, no, that's amazing. It's just, it catches on like wildfire. Peter, you must be mobbed at the, the MCG <laughs> when they, were, they realise that you are a star. No, I'm incognito, Sam. They don't know me. I'm just running the numbers, you know. Uh, uh, no, seriously, tell us just about the, you were the Australian. Tell me what you were in the, the squash. Go on, because you are a star. I know that. Uh, well, now, go on, tell uh, us. A big involvement in squash, in open squash in early days, but then went to Masters, which was people over 35. I've been the president of the Australian no, Masters. Are you the Australian champion, world champion? What were yeah, you? Three no, times. I champion. won uh, three world titles. So. Well, thank, how, 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 why did I have to drag that out here? I'm asking you. Not, you're not bragging. It's too modest. Yeah, no, well, no. Well, no, there was a period world for champion. every two years, the world titles, and uh, I won three and runner-up in four. So you won three world titles. 14 years, uh, you know, I was in the top two in the world all the, all the way along. Yeah. Well... Stone me. If that had been you, Dick, you would have volunteered that before I asked you. I think so, Yeah, you'd say, shit, no, I was a four-time world champion. Sue's a four-time world aerobic champion. We're just full of champions here today. This is good. Five, there's six world champions. It's a strenuous. Six world titles between them it's over here. Incredible. It's a very strenuous sport as well, you know, um, squash, isn't it? No, no, it's a good sport. It, it is. is really, yeah. I used um, to play tennis a lot yeah. when I was young and, uh, you know, yeah. it's even more strenuous than that. You know? yeah, I started with uh, squash, uh, with tennis, I mean, but then you go to squash, it's a quick exercise in a quick time. Yep, great. Yeah, very um, good aerobically. Jenny from um, Georgia, I, I, you can shout out, doesn't we? don't have to come over. We come over. Uh, how exciting has this been today, this chat? Uh, what have we spoken about? Is this, has this been fascinating for you? How much crap have we spoken today? No, it's been very interesting. That no, hasn't been. You've only no, been patronising. I, 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 so when I got here, I said, we haven't got a lot to talk about today, but I just thought, wasn't sure who was coming in, but um, I, I was, there was a, um, a dearth. Does dearth mean a few or a lot? I think it means a, 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 a few, not many. Yes, uh, there's been a dearth of subjects that I had written down. In fact, I'd written none down. And That's in it. fact, for the 40, last 42 minutes, I'm staggered how we filled in that time. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh dear. Uh, One last well, shout-out, Sammy. I've got Mark Carlton from Carlton. He might have dementia too, so he lives in Carlton, so he knows where he to go home to, I don't know, but Mark Carlton. Mark Carlton? Mark. Now, Mark Carlton. Oh, I tell you who we've got to just shout yeah. out to. Now, we've got to, I should, I should, I, We're not doing Eddie Maguire. Now, Ivan. Yes. You said Eddie Maguire's uh, been 
Well, he hasn't been dropped, but they've dispensed with uh, uh, who wants to be a millionaire, you know, what's it called? Millionaire hot seat. Millionaire hot seat. They've dispensed with that and they've moved on to a different quiz. And you said, you watched it and you thought, my God, I wouldn't hang up your boots too early, Eddie. They'll be having you back shortly. He, that You said he's, the replacement was just... Yeah, well, I, I don't want to talk well, down about the new show. Why not? Yeah, I, it's your opinion. Yeah, oh, my opinion. Yeah, it's shite. Yeah, it's pretty oh, bad. It's Tipping point. Yeah, I. It looks I terrible, doesn't it? It looks terrible. terrible. Like it, it was just a shocker. So maybe it'll improve. In so the you don't year. want to talk it down, but it was shit ass <laughs> and it's a shocker. <laughs> it's a shocker. Okay. Yeah, so I say, Eddie, just just stay there on the sidelines just for now. I think you'll get a call up yeah. in about two or three months. The, uh, um, and we were sending a shout out to now Rex. Rex has uh, been Rex Hunt, the great Rex Hunt, who was diagnosed with dementia. We went out to see him a few times, and he's back home, and he's got these meds under control. And we wish him well because uh, I would, if he was reasonably uh, on top of things, I would love to have him come in again and. Speak to us because he would speak quite sensibly and lucidly about, yep. and people would know that he's um, back on not on the men necessarily, but back on deck. Back on deck. So, uh, so he's go. We're sending a shout out to him and Lynn and Barney McCusker, who's a great uh, contributor to us, who uh, uh, sprung Don stealing his hay one day up in uh, Mount Gambier, and Don was going up to an Estetford up there and stopped and broke into uh, Barney's property and stole hay for the horses A hay to thief. Eat. A hay thief. And Barney came down and said, what are you doing, Don? I'm feeding the horses. He said, well, that's fine. He said, but could you feed them on someone else's property? This is, uh, so they become very good friends and Barney's a good contributor, so we're sending out to him a shout-out. And, um, uh, and Kate Save. Now, we haven't uh, done a lot with uh, Kate, but Kate Save Be Fit Food. Uh, it's a business that she's taken over and we are little investors in the business. Uh, Kate Saves Be Fit Food. And um, it's fantastic. Uh, healthy, fit. Mick, uh, you oh. obviously haven't been eating it. Uh, <laughs> He's having double health. Uh, yeah, it looks we like eat you've out been of the eating garden furniture. Down there at, uh, mm? We eat out of the garden down there at Lonnie Sam. I'll show you later on. No, but, uh, the garden's gone mad. Richard, I was going to say your favourite game show would be being the Muff Man. It'd be pick a box, wouldn't it? Well, yes, that's one of them. That's one of them definitely. Thank you. But uh, you know, I saw the new Channel Nine season. They've been promoting their new season um, over the Christmas period, and uh, you know, I mean, shows like Married at First Sight. And I mean, you know, I often wonder who watches these things. You know, but I guess somebody yeah. must be because they seem to be popular. Married at First Sight. Oh, I. I, I was well ahead of the curve there. I had a, uh, had a crack at that several times. Third side. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, that's right. Married at first side. Uh, all right. Well, there we are. So, um, um, any final announcements? Do you want to speak? Do you want to hear your voice on on this uh, show, Jenny? Come here. Come speak into that. Why? Why are you over in Georgia? No, Melbourne. Oh, why am no, I living in Georgia? Georgia? Jenny, please. <laughs> what? I've already jokes. screwed it up. <laughs> why are you? Why are you? Why are you in Georgia? You're making you nervous. <laughs> no. Why are you in Georgia? I met my American husband Good. over here. How, how did you meet him? Come on. You'll start laughing. I met him down in Port Melbourne. Yeah. At a black tie event. 
on an American ship that was in town. Really? Years ago, 25 years ago. Was it a Navy ship? Or yes. A, well, Navy, yeah. Yes. It wasn't was that jump carrier thing that, uh, that no, they no, were no. refurbished. It was an naval, American naval ship just yeah, docked. I'm trying to think what it was. It was, uh, he was on a couple of ships. I think it was a USS Russell. I see. Sailor. And you, you uh, hello, Lips. Sailor. And you, you're invited to it, Jenny? Yeah, there was a party and you know, the mayor was there and all and that And what was stuff. he on the ship? The he captain. was a lieutenant or a lieutenant. A lef- uh, the air lieutenant. And he said, my God, what is your name? And you well, said, he barely Jenny. said a word. Hmm? He, he's very shy. And, was uh, he? You did it all. Oh, there was a bunch of girls. You man know, in uniform. Were like, blah, 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 drinking all their booze for free. Yeah. And uh, he told... At, at the end was, of it, Jenny, he <laughs> said, hey, listen, where was he from, incidentally? <laughs> Uh, he was living in Atlanta, Georgia. No, he was living in Hawaii. Hawaii? Yes. Oh, I, I missed out on Hawaii, unfortunately. Well, I went directly to Rhode Island. Uh, so, and he said, uh, Jenny, isn't it? And you said, yes, it is. Um, <laughs> would there be any chance I could uh, maybe have a, uh, a nightcap with you or something like that? And you said, yes, every opportunity that you could do that. <laughs> and uh, he said, well, let's do that. Is that how it generally happened? Uh, not exactly, but close enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, good on you. So, uh, and you've he's, you got betrothed, and he's taken you over yes. to the states in Georgia, yes. and you settled down there in a nice condo, are you? Or no, we're on about two acres oh, in, are in we? a house. Oh, of course we are. And is <laughs> he? Is he? Uh, is he um, still? Is he retired? Uh, yeah, he got out um, a few years after that and we moved down to Georgia at that point mm-hmm. and he went to law school. So now he's a lawyer. Well, how fancy. You got any uh, little nippers? No nippers, just fur children. Fur? Oh, yeah. Cats. Cats yep. and dogs. Cats. Oh, lovely. And Cats. a pony, loves mm. of course. Cats. How are things in Georgia? No, how are things in Georgia going at the moment? Is it a gated community or? Oh no no no! It's just a, in the it, rural. It's, yeah, it's kind of a little rural. Mm-hmm. Um, although every time I, you know, turn the corner and drive down the road, I see more red clay because someone sold their, you know, paddocks and they're putting ah. up more houses. The suburbs are expanding. If I yeah, get, I should know this. Is Georgia um, near what? Russia? No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. I see it on the news all the time. I thought that's, that's where Stalin was born. <laughs> yeah. Georgia, um, um, it's East Coast. What am it's I part of the South. Isn't it? It's part of the South. It's right Augusta. above Florida. Is Augusta the golf club yes. in Georgia? Yes, that's right. I've been to Georgia. To Augusta. Oh, really? Right to the Augusta. Oh, okay. Yep. And uh, if you go one side of the street, uh, there's the uh, upper echelon and the billionaires, and on yep. the other side of the street, it's like the people like living that. in cardboard boxes. The wire. <laughs> oh. It is. Yeah, no, yeah the wire. Yeah. yeah. Georgia. I knew, I knew I'd been to Georgia. Well, there you are. Well, yeah. so that's you. And oh. what's his name? Greg. Greg. Yeah. <laughs> Greg and Jenny from Georgia. Yes. And um, Peter Wright from Australia and, uh, and all Rick- other places. <laughs> and Richard. Richard, do you get many Richard jokes? Um, you know, not so much. I did no? at school, but I've noticed since coming on this show there's been a couple. Yes. I heard these two girls talking at the bar one day and they said, I understand how you get Bob from Robert and the other one. And she said, I understand how you get Bill from William, but how do you get Dick from Richard? And she said, well, just ask him. <laughs>
back again.